It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's game week, everybody. BYU officially getting ready for Sam Houston State this Saturday night. What are we doing on today's show? We're doing some bold prediction for the season ahead, looking at the week one depth chart projection, trying to match up what I think will happen when BYU reveals their first depth chart of the season. And, of course, we're recapping the weekend in BYU sports. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, it is game week, everybody. We are getting you ready for all things BYU football this week. But just a quick reminder that we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And we are brought to you today by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Once again, it's our friends over at Game Time. All right, let's dive right in on today's show and talk BYU football. Now, we're at the outset of a long season. It's going to stretch over the next three months and change, and obviously could extend further than that if BYU makes a bowl game or the like. But what I wanted to start out with today's show is since uh, we were awaiting word from Kalani Sitake as well as players with regards to media availability, which we'll recap on tomorrow's edition of the podcast, we will get to some what I'm calling bold predictions, bold predictions, I should say, for the season ahead when it comes to BYU football. Now, these are obviously things things that I think are going to happen. This is not stuff that I know, because if I knew this was going to happen, guess what? I'd be doing a lot more important things because I'd be able to project things into the future and have them actually happen. So nonetheless, let's get to it right away. Number one, uh, biggest thing I think for BYU this year is I think this BYU defense is going to go from being ranked in the 90s and the 100s from a year ago, which were metrics were absolutely horrendous for the BYU defense. And I think with Jay Hill's direction and the talent they've accumulated, especially via the transfer portal, I think BYU's defense will be top 60 caliber. Now, does that mean that they are going to go out there and blow the doors off of teams in terms of slowing them down off, uh, on offense? No, but I do think that they can be more than a, a speed bump is what it felt like at times last year for BYU's defense. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but anybody who watched that defense a year ago for BYU sands that Baylor game, you had to realize, that you know what, BYU's in trouble here. And that's the thing about this. I think Jay Hill and his infusion of just his overall positivity, his mindset, his belief in these guys is going to yield better results for BYU. And the other thing about it is I do think BYU's defense is going to be a more cohesive unit. They're going to be, uh, function better as a result of having Jay Hill coordinate this defense because there's just going to be an idea of oh, this is exactly what we're going for. A good friend DF Ost on a Twitter, uh, not Twitter, YouTube left this comment. Says, Jake, we regularly hear about the offense and how great they are. What about the defense? Well, that's a great question, Ost. Uh, the biggest thing is I think BYU's defense I think the simple fact of having a belief in themselves, a belief in their teammates, and a, just a belief in the, the, the overall mission and what they're trying to accomplish on defense I think that is going to yield better results. So that's why I think BYU's top 60 caliber at the end of the year. Could I be wrong about that? Absolutely. Could the talent that was held over from last year's defense just not be up to snuff? 
Sure, it absolutely could, but I've got to believe that BYU's defense is going to be better. And honestly, I don't think they're necessarily going to be as good as the offense appears it could be for BYU, but I think there'll be a trend back in a positive direction for the defense for the BYU football program. Now, my next bold prediction. Aiden Robbins, BYU's lead running back, is going to rush for 1,000 yards this year. He did it a year ago at UNLV and wanted a crack at the big time once again. This is a guy who was relegated to a reserve role during his time at Louisville when he was at the Power 5 level uh, in the previous uh, in his previous stop before going to UNLV as a transfer last year. Now, run for a thousand yards at the G5 level, people will discount that and say, okay, now he's back at the P5 level. Can he replicate that success? I think that he can. I think he has got the body of a power back, the fleet-footedness of a sm- much smaller running back. And the overall ability to make guys miss, I think he is capable with the caliber of BYU's offensive line appearing to be what it is. I think he has got all the capability of rushing for a thousand yards this year for BYU. And that's not to take down any of the other running backs on BYU's roster. I think Deion Smith is a fantastic compliment to him. Uh, other guys like Kinky Lirapati, uh providing he returns to health. That's a big question mark right now. He has been uh, limited in practice, and there's some concern that he uh, may be done for uh, quite a while. But we'll see what happens there, but all other guys like Miles Davis and especially the freshman, L.J. Martin. L.J. Martin has got the capability of coming in and being a freshman of the year offensively like for the Big 12 if he lives up to his caliber, but I'm telling you right now, I've got a huge huge belief in what Aiden Robbins can offer to this offense for BYU and if he goes for a thousand yards himself, I'm thinking BYU's offense is going to be very, very good because I do think the passing game for BYU with Keaton Slovis under center, the bevy of wide receivers BYU has on the roster, as well as the tight end talent, I think he's going to have a successful year passing the football. But running the football, if you have one guy in particular, like I said, a bell cow back like Aiden Robbins, go for 1,000 yards, I think BYU's defense could be really, really fun this year. So that's my prediction. Aiden Robbins goes for 1,000 yards, and I'll add one more thing to that. He's one and done at BYU. Rushes for 1,000 yards this year in the Big 12 probably gets named if he does that as like Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, which is what I tabbed him as in my preseason ballot for the Big 12. If he does it, I think if he goes over 1,000 yards, he ends up declaring for the NFL draft and he's off to uh, realize his uh, NFL potential. We'll see. And obviously you have to hit, uh, probably uh, look at the transfer portal once again or expect that LJ Martin steps into those sizable shoes. But that's the big thing uh, that you can worry about in the offseason ahead of 2024. Now, my final bull prediction uh, for today's show, I guess looking ahead to the season ahead, is I think that one of the two new wide receivers BYU added via the transfer portal, either Darius Lassiter or Keelan Marion, emerges as BYU's best receiver. Is that bold? Uh, I think it is because I think that guys like Cody Epps, Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, Parker Kingston, they've all got the capability to be star players for this BYU offense. But I'm hearing so many good things about Darius Darius Lassiter. My conversations with both Lassiter and especially Keelan Marion that we have played on this podcast have been absolutely phenomenal. I have really enjoyed getting to know them. And what I am hearing from people inside the program is that they are very, very savvy wide receivers. They maybe uh, are underrated coming into this year, and I think one of those two emerges as BYU's top receiver on the season. Do they emerge into being a Puka Nakua type or an Austin Colley type? No, I don't necessarily think that that is the case, but I do think they will lead BYU and become wide receiver one, for lack of a better term, for the Cougars this year. And that's a positive thing, especially in the case of a guy like Keelan Marion, who could have up to three seasons to play for BYU. If he proves he can play at this level, be the lead guy for 
for BYU. You have found an absolute diamond in the rough out of UConn, and you have polished him into an absolute gem for you in the Big 12. That would be an awesome development. Same thing with Darius Lassiter. He spent time in the junior college ranks, went to Eastern Michigan and felt like, I know what, I need a bigger platform for myself. He had an absolutely monster uh, bowl game last year for EMU in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. If you want to see the caliber of wide receiver that uh, that Darius Lassiter can be in particular, go check out that bowl game. You can probably pull it up on ESPN Plus or on YouTube. You can probably find the highlights. This kid was absolutely balling out last year, and I think either one of them could be BYU's top receiver this season. So those are my three bold predictions for the season ahead. I, a couple other ones real quick I'll toss in. I think that AJ Vong Pachon goes for another 100 tackles for BYU this year. I think he's very, very capable. I will also say this. BYU will finish inside the top uh, half of the country in sacks. Now, does that mean that they can uh, generate enough pass rush? Is it going to have to require blitzing? I don't know, but I think they finished. So that'd be like because 133 teams. So they're top 70 in sacks in the nation this year. Is that good enough? I don't know, but that those are my other two predictions I'll throw at you guys. And I want your guys' predictions. Send them in via social media. Let me know what your bold predictions or bold prediction or bold predictions are for the BYU football program. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop them in the comments below. While you're there, if you have not done so, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell notification so that it enables notifications whenever an episode goes live so you can be the first among the first to watch it, if not the first. So let us know what are your bold predictions for the season ahead. Now Obviously, we're getting ready for the first depth chart of the season that will come out around noon Mountain Time when BYU holds their first official press conference of the season with Kalani Sitake, as well as select BYU football players. I have done my research. I have talked to people. I have dug into this. I have put together what I am predicting will be BYU's depth chart. Now, could there be names that are jostled? Absolutely. But we'll talk about that and see uh, tomorrow how it compares to the actual depth chart. We'll give you the big reveal of that depth chart coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, first a word on our friends, a new friend of the podcast, our friends at Athletic Brewing. Now, you're probably wondering, Brewing, Jake, what are you talking about here? Well, now is the time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by the Athletic Brewing Company. Much like BYU, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beer that actually taste good. They want you guys to try these out. That's the best part about this. They got non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. And a number of you out there, I know, are teetotal Mormons, like myself, uh, President said Mormons, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but nonetheless, their brews are great tasting and award-winning, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competition. So if you want to give them a shot, they've got 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. The best part is they're all constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. So no matter what you're interested in, you can give multiple of these a chance and see if it's the right fit for you. No hangovers ever. You can find The Athletic in-store, online, in a bar around the country as well, and they are the fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the United States, so get on board and give them a shot. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near your buy online at athleticbrewing.com and that's where we're going to save you some coin, my friends. First-time customers can use the promo code Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com near beer. Our, our good friends over at Athletic Brewing want to give you guys the opportunity to give it a shot Exclusions and conditions may apply. That's Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. 
See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you for, to all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the podcast. All right, time now to run down what I believe will be BYU's first depth chart of the season. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see it. I'm also going to throw this up on social media for you guys, and we'll do a, a, a reveal tomorrow. I have not a reveal, a comparison of how things actually panned out uh, with, with regards to my predictions versus what BYU actually puts out there. So, no, a couple of notes for you guys. And if you're seeing this, there's a nice grid laid out here. On defense, I think there's some changes on the defensive line that some of you are probably going to be wondering about. Those include the second-string defense not having the names Bodie Schoonover or Isaiah Moa at defensive end. What I have been told and what I am hearing is that Nuu Letau Selison and Blake Mangelson have actually really been stepping up in training camp. I'm expecting those names to be in the second-string defensive line. Your starting defensive line is the same as it's been for the past two weeks in training camp. Tyler Batty at defensive end, Atu Naisamahe at defensive tackle, Jackson Cravens alongside him on the interior, and Isaiah Banya at defensive end. Now at linebacker, starters, A.J. Vongpachan, Ben Bywater, Isaiah Glasker. Notice I did not say Max Tooley. Max has been rotating with the ones, but I expect that Isaiah Glasker is going to get the nod as a one over Max Tooley. Also, at safety, the big question mark, okay, you lost a guy like Michael Harper. You also lost, uh, Ed, uh, not Eddie Heckard, you also lost, uh, Taylor Alfrey, and hope is that Alfrey will get back at some point this season. We do know that Michael Harper is done for the year. But what I have been hearing and what I'm projecting is that BYU at strong safety alongside Malik Moore at free safety will start Ethan Slade, the former walk-on from Orem High School, is in line to get his first career start for BYU, if I'm not mistaken, at that strong safety spot. The backups at safety right now, Tanner Wall behind Malik Moore and Crew Wakely behind, uh, behind uh, Ethan Slade. Might be a little bit of a surprise there because no Raider to Mooney. But like I said, this is conversations I've had with people inside the program, and that's what they're projecting. Now at cornerback, I am projecting that Eddie Heckard starts alongside Jacob Robinson. But if BYU goes to a nickel package, expect to see Eddie Heckard slot inside to the nickelback spot. And then Camden Garrett, his fellow transfer from Weber State, probably steps onto the field opposite of Jacob Robinson at that outside cornerback slot. A couple of the notes on the offense here. Now, the offensive line is still very much unsettled. I think your starting offensive line consists of Kingsley Suomatia at left tackle. At center, I think it's a battle between Paul Miley and Connor Pay continuing. I'm projecting that Paul Miley does get the stop. Uh, not the start. The, the, not the stop, excuse me. The start over Connor Pay at center, whereas Connor Pay slots in at right guard uh, for the season, or at least for the time being. Now, at left guard, I think a pretty strong battle between Waylon Lapuaho, Ian Fitzgerald, and even Tyler Little to a degree. I am projecting that Waylon Lapuaho will win that job. That's just my personal gut feeling on it. But Fitzgerald is a good enough athlete and obviously uh, looking to play in, uh, on the field in his final year of collegiate eligibility that he'll be uh, hell-bent on making sure he goes out there and shows what he's capable of doing. And then at right tackle, I've got Caleb Etienne. Now, a kicker, shouldn't be surprised. Will Farron has really stood out in training camp. He'll be backed up by Matthias Dunn. And a couple of notes on the specialist. Punter is Ryan Rico. Long snapper Austin Riggs, no surprise there. Kick returner, though. 
Keelan Marion, and Parker Kingston. Now, it may break your heart to hear that Hobbs Nyberg is not returning kicks, my friends, but he is not projected in my depth chart to be that. But he will be BYU's punt returner uh, based on what I understand. So expect to see Keelan Marion and or Parker Kingston on the field for BYU, a kick return and then punt return. You'll see number 23 himself, Hobbs Nyberg, out there. Now, uh, I will, like I said, I'll put this out on social media for those of you listening to the regular podcast form. And you guys can uh, compare the two and let me know where I'm uh, up in the night, in your opinion, or where you agree with me on. Uh, but that's what I'm projecting for BYU depth chart wise. I think it's a pretty solid depth chart, all things considered. Now, the safety position, as I mentioned, with Ethan Slade, Crew Wakely, Tanner Wall, there's a number of walk ons there. I, if I'm not mistaken, Crew Wakely, Slade, and Wall are all former walk ons to the BYU football program. And when they make up three of your four top safeties in the depth chart, the question is okay, what, what's going on with a four star freshman, the caliber of a guy like uh, like uh, Raider DeMooney? Well, I think Raider DeMooney is on his way, but it may take him. I think a few games to really find his footing and unseat one of these guys when it comes to the depth chart. He's got all the talent, speaking of Raider DeMooney, to be an impact player for BYU. He's the type of guy that I think down the road could be a a multi-year starter for BYU, but I do think it may take him a little bit here in his true freshman season to go out there and earn that job. So, uh, like I said, I would love I would uh, love to hear you guys' feedback. Um, one other note real quick on the linebacker side of things. I forgot to mention this. I am projecting Harrison Taggart, the Oregon transfer, to be a backup for BYU at linebacker. I think that the that he has really come on strong in the back half of training camp for BYU. And you, have, you probably, if you're looking at this, are not seeing the names of Ace or Micah Kafusi. They were very, very good in spring ball, but they have been kind of unseated by other guys. Fisher Jackson, I'm projecting to be a backup here, along with Thule and Harrison Taggart. Well, I think that the Kafusis are going to have to go out and beat these guys for jobs, but as Kalani Satake says, those jobs are literally a week-by-week thing. If you show that you're the better athlete in a given week, you can expect to see your name on a depth chart and play more for BYU, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if I uh, got this completely wrong. If I uh, nailed it, we'll talk about more about this on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we finish out today's show with a look back at my picks from the weekend. I did a special edition on Friday of uh, Crossroads of the 12, uh, making my picks for all seven games of Week 0 in college football. We'll also talk about the fantastic weekend for BYU Women's Soccer as well as BYU Women's Volleyball, and also a special one-on-one conversation with BYU offensive line prospect and recruit Austin Pay. That last name should sound familiar. He's the younger brother of Connor Pay, is the starting left tackle for the Lone Peak Knights. I called their game on Friday and I had a great chat with him about his recruiting status. We'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Game Time. Now, Game Time is a really, really fun new feature for you, my friends. They want to help you guys out in terms of getting your tickets. Now, all of us have had moments where you've been like, okay, I need a ticket to this sporting event. Uh, my wife wants to go see this show on, in the theater. Uh, whatever it is you want to do, Game Time is here to help you guys out. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is here to take the stress out of it for you guys. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at whatever event you're looking forward to going to. They have flash deals and last minute tickets available all the time on the Game Time app. The best part is they're easy to find and buy tickets for every type of event in your area. They have images of the views from the seats you'll be sitting in so you can uh, guarantee you how you want to, if you're thinking, okay, what, how I want to see this? Well, they'll show you the image of what you'd be looking at from your seats. They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation uh, protection, and also job loss protection as well. It's all built in via our friends at Game Time. Get all the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what 
to expect when you arrive and your tickets arrive in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set and they go directly to your phone so you're not having to dig through your email to find the tickets. Download the GameTime app right now, my friends, and create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE and get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, my friends. Again, create account, uh, create the account now. Redeem the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. Of course, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. They have a new mobile banking app called Learn and Earn, a new feature in their mobile banking app called Learn and Earn. It's an app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate, and parents may not always have the correct answers. Learn and Earn is breaking down all the financial topics you could muster into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that accrue, and you can redeem them for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track their progress on leaderboards and just have fun along the way. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn, my friends. Take advantage of it now. Learn and Earn is part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents all have fun while becoming more financially literate together. That's the most important part about this. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. It's game week. I am so excited. Uh, like I said, we're going to have BYU press conference on Tuesday. Uh, not Tuesday. We'll have availability Tuesday and Wednesday. So stay tuned for that later in the week. Uh, I'm pleased, by the way, right now. I'll just uh, throw it out there right now. I am pleased to announce for the second straight year, we are going to have an NIL-sponsored uh, player guest every single week here on the podcast. And we're going back to the offensive line, baby. Connor Pay, former B, uh, not former BYU offensive lineman, current. BYU offensive lineman, projected starter for BYU, a guy that I've really enjoyed getting to know over the past few years. He is going to be my player guest all season long, so get ready for that. We'll be talking weekly. Our first edition of that will be coming out midweek this week, so stay tuned for that later in the week as well. Just wanted to uh, give a little bit of heads up on that. It should be a fun thing. I'm looking forward to it. I talked to Connor multiple times the last uh, few days about it. He is very excited to come on, and I'll just put it this way. He's got a much stronger uh, personality and opinions than Clark Barrington had last year, and Clark was okay, I thought, overall, but I can tell you this much. Connor, he ain't afraid to express his opinion. I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts. Speaking of the Pay family, had a great opportunity to catch up with Austin Pay, who is a guy BYU would very much love to have in their next recruiting class. Uh, excuse me, the 2025 recruiting class, excuse me. So Austin Pay. Fantastic young man, a guy that I've really uh, had a great opportunity to watch play for the past couple of years for the BYU football program. Tall, lengthy offensive lineman. He's got all the skills that you want and the overall just attributes as an offensive lineman. And that's why he's been blowing up with Power 5 offers around the country. I had a chance to catch up with him Friday night to talk about the loss uh, for the Lone Peak Knights to Corner Canyon. But more importantly, to get an update on his recruiting status with BYU. Tough loss tonight, obviously, but how would you evaluate how you guys played overall? I think starting off in the first half, especially as an offense, came out very slow, a little bit more timid, especially me. wish I could have played better, but came out. What I liked is second half we came out and fought, and it showed. And we almost we got it to within one score, and then just a couple little mistakes here and there, and we were back out of it. But it shows that one, my, our team can fight, and we're going to be back. We're going to play these guys again. I think it'll be a different result. Now, this is your first game of the season, obviously coming back off of injury. How did you feel you performed personally? First half, again, came out slow. First game back, kind of getting the feel of things. Second half, just focused on flying off the ball, really. Getting aggressive, just hitting people hard and played much better. So it was good. 
What's it like having your dad as your as your position coach? It's good because I mean he played two years in the NFL, so he has a lot of experience. But as you know, the father son kind of the experience dynamic. can be a little a little weird. You know, he pushes me hard. Doesn't want anyone to think I'm just his little, his son. So he pushes me really hard, and I love it. So. Uh, you mentioned the fact you, you're looking forward to getting a rematch with you guys hopefully down the road. What are your guys' team goals this year? Is it to make another run at Rice Cycles? Yes, absolutely. We're here to, we want to win state every year. That's always the goal. That, that's just the standard at Lone Peak, yep. right? Yep. Now, I also wanted to ask you about with regards to recruiting. You blew up over the summer. Offers and trips seemingly everywhere. How has that been since the season began? It was, it's, it's really cool. I mean, one, it puts a lot of pressure on me, which I'm fine with. Got to go perform, but I mean, it's really cool when you see all your hard work. Um, turned into something like offers, and it's been really fun. Now you got a dad who played at BYU, you got a brother at BYU right now. Another brother is coming home off of a mission, supposed to go to the Y. How much pressure do you feel in that regard, if any? None. Really, they've been really good about it. They want me to go where I feel is right, and I, that's what my dad, his dad, taught him, and that's what they're teaching me. I'll go where I want to go. We'll see where it turns out. What's the communication with BYU been like overall? Really good. Coach Funk gives me calls every week. We talk about just life how I'm doing, and it's been really fun. So it's been a really good recruiting process. Do you like the way that they play their offense? Is that, do you feel like it would fit your skill set if you were to pick them? Yes, I like their offense. Outside, mid-zone, we kind of run a style of that here, so I'm used to it, and it would be really fun to be in that offense. Do you have a top five, top ten at all? Have you broken that down at all? Not yet. Maybe soon after this season, but not right now. All right, well, Austin, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. There you go, Austin Pay, and folks, he is already six foot seven. He's already listed at 270 pounds, and he is already a starting left tackle at the high school level. Now, he has older brothers in Connor, as well as Trevor, who is coming home off of mission next year to play for BYU football. Their dad, Gary Pay, was obviously a standout for BYU in the 1990s, went on to play for at least, I think, two years in the NFL. He has got BYU bloodlines all uh, coursing through his veins. Will he ultimately pick BYU? I think so, but uh, I think he's playing it the right way by saying, hey, I'm open to whatever. But uh, th- big thanks to him for taking the time uh, to talk with me right here on the podcast. All right, final couple of notes here on today's show is over the weekend, uh, we did our picks of the weekend for all seven week zero games for BYU. My overall record on the weekend, both money line, which is the overall winners, as well as against the spread, is four and three. So it uh, came out in terms of if you want to, uh, if I was betting on this actually, I would have actually won money in theory, having uh, four wins versus three losses. But nonetheless, four and three on the weekend and we'll do this weekly we'll keep a running tally of my picks over the weekend uh just kind of an update for you guys on who i had i had a uh, notre dame beating navy i had usc beating san jose state i had uh i had notre dame uh getting the spread usc uh not getting the spread so i won on both of those i did have utep uh beating jacksonville state and covering the spread there jacksonville state their first game ever as an fbs program the upset utep 17 to 14 umass getting a big win on the road over new mexico state 41 to 30 i was a loser on both both of those games. I had Ohio as my big upset pick of the week. San Diego State wins their home opener 20-13 to over Ohio. And then Louisiana Tech and Florida International. I really had no feel for this game. I said give me Louisiana Tech, but I'm not taking the points on it, and I was right on that side of things. So uh, there you go. My rundown of how the weekend went. 4-3 and three overall on both the money line as well as the spread, if that matters to you guys. Alright, and before we go, uh, BYU Women's Soccer and BYU Women's Volleyball continue to be absolutely lights out, my friends. BYU Women's Soccer, absolutely Absolutely ran roughshod over uh, Boise State on Saturday night. The number 11 ranked Cougars scoring four goals in their route up there in Boise. BYU absolutely uh, 
uh, beating up on the Broncos. And the funny thing about this is, you know, BYU and Boise State have played a lot of football games, basketball games against one another. This was the first ever regular season meeting between BYU and Boise State. Kind of funny to think that it's never happened before. BYU had 14 shots, the Broncos four in the game. Uh, big win for the Cougars all the same. And now they get ready for an absolutely gargantuan matchup Thursday night. Number one ranked UCLA is coming to Southfield. 8 o'clock Mountain Time uh, on the start there at Southfield. The game will be streamed live on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. But if you want to get out there, should be a raucous crowd at Southfield on Thursday night. Now, BYU Women's Volleyball opened their season over the weekend up in Montana, playing three games in a tournament format up there. And in the span of about, it couldn't have been more than 36 hours. BYU won all three matches of their game, starting it off with an absolutely gargantuan takedown of number five Pitt. BYU ranked number 17 in the country, beating Pitt uh, 3-1, 23-25, 25-20, 25-19, 25-19 to get the upset over the Panthers. BYU followed that up with a route of UTRGV, which is UT Rio Grande Valley, beating them 3-1 in that one, and then finishing it off against the host Montana, winning that one 3-1 over the Grizzlies, 25 21, 2025, 25-16, 25-15. So pretty dominant weekend for BYU women's volleyball. Uh, combined with the solid weekend for BYU women's soccer, I would expect that number 11 ranking for BYU women's soccer and number 17 ranking for BYU women's volleyball. I think both of those are going to change this week, and we'll kind of wait and see how that shakes out. We'll update you guys. Those usually come out, I think, on Tuesday, and we'll have an update for you guys on where they check in. But uh, solid showings all the way around. BYU volleyball, by the way, back in action on Wednesday as well. So there you go. That is uh, the rundown of what you guys need to know here on a Monday edition of the show. It's game week, everybody. Stay tuned for updates throughout the week. Uh, We're going to catch up with some people involved with Sam Houston State and obviously talk with Connor Pay, get his feelings on the season opener for BYU, what he expects from the Cougars this season. Stay tuned for that midweek this week as well. So until then, thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here and we will catch you guys again tomorrow right here. Unlocked on Cougars. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.